Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. This week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine. As always, shocked to life by Relyon Lithium Batteries. Tailor-made lithium giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online, relyonbattery.com. Make sure you use the code Anglers Channel for 10% off your purchase and free shipping. That's Anglers Channel for 10% off. And um, I'm Chris Brown, along with our social media ninja, Mr. David Zhong. Brother, how are you tonight? Pretty good. It's only, what, halfway through the week, but hopefully the week will end better than it started. Not that it started bad, but I'm definitely looking forward to the weekend already. Yeah, you and me both. It's been a week. It's only Tuesday night when we record this, and uh, it's been a week already. I'm, I'm ready for the weekend as well. Had a little toe surgery done this morning. Had to do a little ingrown slicing and dicing in there. And um, so this thing is, it's my right toe. So it is swollen. It is numb. And I'm really, really scared when the numbness wears off about midnight tonight, how bad it's going to feel. So I'm already, you know, pumping up the meds and getting ready to uh, to scream middle of the night, I'm sure. But uh, it is August the 3rd as we record this, and we are excited you guys have decided to join us for this week's show. Mr. Grover is uh, MIA tonight. Uh, he might join us here in a little bit. I know he's a busy, busy guy. Building hospitals, saving lives, doing everything. I really wanted to talk to him, though, about this because he just installed his uh, new Relyon lithium batteries, or my lithium batteries, excuse me, and my charger, my dual pro charger, and my dual pro boss system in his boat. Um, I dropped those off to him last Friday because my boat is still being built. His boat is here, and he needed a product. He, he said, I got to get on the water. So I gave him mine. I'll get mine figured out at some point in time in life, I reckon. But I uh, gave him mine. Really wonder how the install went. But if you're looking for a new charger, we talked about it last week. You have until the 15th of August to go to dualpro.com, click on the shop button, 25% off, David, 25, 25% off any charger there at dualpro.com. It's the best chargers you can buy for your acid, your lead, uh, lead cell, gel cell, lithium, whatever you got battery-wise, golf carts, tractors, boats, RVs, whatever, they got it, right? So 25% off using the code ANGLER, A-N-G-L-E-R. Use the code ANGLER until the 15th of August and save yourself 25%. Make sure you do that. Uh, We do have a great show for you guys tonight. Coming up here in just a few minutes, literally in just a few minutes, your St. Lawrence winner for the Major League Fishing FLW Pro Circuit. I know that's not the right, not, not right verbiage to use, but it's the Pro Circuit, right? Yes. The Pro Circuit. Uh, Cody Pike is going to join us, a rookie from Virginia. We're going to talk to him uh, for a few minutes and um, find out how he won that deal, talk about his rookie year on tour, and, uh, and go from there. He did not win Rookie of the Year, but he did win the St. Lawrence River $135,000 thanks to contingency money 
So uh, we got him coming up. So check the, be, be uh, y'all just hang tight for that. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, new product alert. If you're looking for those new, those iCast new products, um, Social Ninja David and our buddy Vance have been pumping out the videos lately. You can go to the new products section at anglerschannel.com and see a bunch of the videos that are up. We've got more coming every day of the week. We've been pu- putting new stuff up. So, Make sure you check that out uh, at anglerschannel.com. I just shared a post, Social Ninja David. Um, just shared a post from Bassmaster, the Taku Ito 17-minute long slugfest of the small – it should just be called Small Mouth Disneyland is what it needs to be called <laughs> because if you've not watched this – you need to go to our, our Facebook page, anglerschannel.com, and click on that and watch it. That is the coolest 17 minutes um, that I have seen. And really, really cool deal. Uh, very excited for Taku. And uh, if you're not a Taku fan, you will be by the time you're done, right? You'll fall in love with the guy. He is hilarious. So check that out. I had to share it because it was just too cool not to share. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, that's going to be a cool deal. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk about 2020 schedules. We've got the Elites, the Pro Circuits, the Toyotas. Huh? 2021. You said 2020. 2022. 2022. 2022 schedule. Sorry, I I can't read my own writing right here, right? 2022 Elite schedules, the Pro Circuit schedules. And I've got a little – I've done a little comparison. Done a little comparison. You're going to be surprised with what I find. But still no BPT schedule. I've sent a text. I've asked. No response to find out when that's coming. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk. We're also going to break down the title field. Michael Neal is your AOI champ for the Pro Circuit uh, this year. Yes, Michael Neal from the Bass Pro Tour. He's your champ. Uh, we're going to break down the title field. Talk a little bit about who's in, who's out, who missed it, who made it, all that good stuff, and um, and go from there. So right now, a quick little break. When we come back, we'll have Cody Pike on the phone, and we're going to talk to him about his big win on the St. Lawrence River. Oh, and we're also going to talk about the Alabama Bass Trail registration, which is open to current teams right now. On the 15th, it opens up to new teams, and we're going to have a little bet on how fast that thing fills up. So we got to wait for Grover to get back in here, though, since he is the face of the Alabama Vastral TV show. <laughs> I let him get in here, and uh, we'll have we'll get him involved in the conversation as well. So y'all hang tight. We'll be right back with more right here. Angler's Channel Insider. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late day voltage sags. Plus they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid and they're practically maintenance free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit 
ryanbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely On Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. And like I said earlier, don't forget to use the code ANGLER for 25% off your next purchase up until August 15th. Get it done now. Get it done quick. Get yourself ready for the offseason. Excited to welcome in your St. Lawrence champ, from the pro circuit this past weekend, rookie MLF pro circuit rookie Cody Pike. Cody, you made the long drive home yeah, today. How, How you feeling, bud? Oh, tired. Ready for <laughs> a little water to relax before we actually got to go back to work. <laughs> tired. Well, you can't be too tired. You got 135,000 reasons to not be tired, right? Yeah, that'll wake you up a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, but eventually you just get run down. I, yeah, I I read the story on uh, on MajorLeagueFishing.com today and um, was talking about you're kind of fishing attorney with inside of attorney, right? I mean, you were pretty much fishing for second place going out on the final day, weren't you? Yeah, that's what we all felt like. I mean, it's I think there's places where you can look at a seven pound lead and and feel like you could maybe come back from that but somewhere where it's just all smallmouth, that, that would never never really cross your mind um i mean like you look at somewhere like fork or something like that you could catch whatever 35 pound bag is realistic and you could come back with that but smallmouth country that's like seven pounds is not really possible it seems like so yeah we thought we had two tournaments going on one for see how bad joey could beat us and Want to see who could finish second? Sure, sure. Well, looking at, I mean, looking at your year, um, I mean, I know it's your rookie season and all, but I mean, dude, I mean, you you really took the hard road to this deal. Ninety fifth at Okeechobee, sixty fifth at Smith, sixty seventh at Murray, seventy fourth at Eufaula, thirty second at the Potomac, and you were sitting in forty fourth in points coming into St. Lawrence. So. I mean, when you put the boat in the water for practice, what was your strategy? What was your your thought process um, to just survive the week? Yeah, there was, like, so much on the line for this tournament for multiple reasons for different people. I mean, you had, like, requalifications to get back in for next year, um, the rookie of the year, which I was out of reach of that, and angler of the year and making the title. I mean, I just my goal was just to make the title. 
Right. Um, I think based on math, I had to finish 74th or better. Ended up at the end of the day, I had to finish 71st or better is where I had to finish to make that. <laughs> um, so that was that was my main goal. Um, so practice started off just trying to look in the years past and history and tournaments not too long ago, seeing what kind of weight we would think we would need to finish 60th or better just to be safe and not cut it that close or whatever. And we were looking for 16 and a half a day to call it safe. And man, I just never really never found that. I thought, um, first day I spent half a day down Augensburg, Waddington, Morristown area, Chippewa Mm -hmm. Bay. And then we had some storms come through. So I ran up to a Clayton to try to get away from the storms. And we found a, a area, um, Actually, I was eating lunch with, with my roommate and Michael Neal, and we found an area that we could catch three-pounders. Um, never caught any good ones. He caught a three-and-a-half, and I caught a three-and-a-quarter, but it seemed like three-pounder after three-pounder. Now looking at it, we didn't really weigh them. Um, so what we were calling a three-pounder might have been a three-and-a-quarter, and a three-and-a-half might have been a four or something. Sure. Um, but we didn't find anything better than that. So we're thinking he wanted to win any of the year. I wanted to just make the championship. So we had our own stuff in there. There's uh and didn't really get to expand on it in practice. Um, but we were thinking we could go in there and, and both try to accomplish what we needed to. Um and we get in there and I get in there in the tournament and my first bite was a four and three quarter and I'm like, Man, that's cool. Um and then I caught a three and then I caught another four and a half. I'm like, This could turn into something. Um and it just seemed like you would didn't get as many bites as I was thinking I would. Right. <clears throat> but I, once I got a little comfortable with my with my bags each day, um, especially day two, day two helped out a lot because um, I had twenty or I know I had nineteen and a half day one. Right. And then I had twenty two like sixteen something was my first limit day two. Okay. And then after that, I knew I made the championship, so it was still young in the day. So I just pretty much went practicing. Um, went and fished some stuff that I'd found in practice. I didn't fish it the first day or hadn't fished in practice. And actually found a, another spot, this island that I probably wouldn't have looked at in practice. It's something that doesn't really look like very much and um, ended up being a very good, a very key spot for me. Um, so that just being able to be flexible like that and not, not having any pressure um, allowing me to go look and search actually in the tournament helped a lot. Sure. Sure. Let me ask you this for, for all the grassroots guys listening to this, how do you catch 16 and a half pounds and then tell yourself, you know what I'm in? Let's just go practice. How, how do you tell yourself that and just go do it in the middle of a tournament day? Just cause you don't, I don't, I don't know the actual right answer to that, but I think it's <laughs> cause you know, you've accomplished what you wanted to. So in order to get to the next accomplishment you want to make, you have to always have to gamble and do something off the wall. Sure. Um, so you have to just take some chances, and sometimes they turn out and sometimes they backfire. Okay. All right. So 1907. That one turned out good. Okay. So 1907, day one, 18th place. 2202, day two, puts you in fifth. Go out on day three, you got 19 pounds, and uh, you're sitting in third. Um, so, you know, seven pounds back. So, I mean, when you go out on Sunday morning, I mean, do you go back to that area that you found in practice or, or I guess on, on day two or what do you do? It was actually the same area. Um, so what it was, was <clears throat> it was a big spawning area and the first day in, of the tournament, I was fishing close to the, where they spawned at, um, 
when I say close, I mean a couple hundred yards from where they probably spawned at. Okay. Where guys caught them in the Bass Pro Tour, the Elite Series, or whatever. Um, so when I went day two, when I went practicing, I just got further away from that stuff, like closer to the main river. But I was still within a half a mile of it. Um, so I, I committed my whole tournament to this one area. No, it wasn't like I had – I didn't have anything else. It was just I had 50 or 60 little rocky spots that I'd found, and um, that's the only area I had. That's all I had going for me. If I, I don't, I, Honestly, I don't have an answer of why it stood up. We had every different weather condition you could have. We had bright bluebird day with wind. We had a sunny day with no wind. We had a rainy, calm day, a rainy, windy day. I, I don't know. It just <laughs> held up under every condition. So, but it wasn't, I, I never had, I had current, but I didn't have the current that you have like in the main river channel. Right. Um, so that probably helped me as far as it didn't, it didn't change things that much because if you get a strong east or if you get an east wind on that river, it really slows down. But if where I was in there, where I was at, it was already kind of slow. So it, it couldn't change it that much. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Right. I got you. How many fish did you catch that already had a hole in its head? Never even paid attention. <laughs> I didn't. I'd, I'd, I'd say probably a lot. I'm sure. I'm sure those fish have been beat up between the elites yeah. and the Bass Pro Tour, I'm sure. So, all right. Kenneth, decided to join us. Bud, what's your question? But you, you, I think you kind of alluded to it there for a minute. But let's dive a little bit deeper. Uh, you know, you said you had 16 pounds. You were going to kind of start practicing, try to fill out. You obviously upgraded during the day. But at that point, what what were you looking for? Did you did you know what type cover or type area you're looking for, or was it were you dialed into the the baits to use when you got in the area? What was it you were looking for at that time? I just used one bait the whole time, that Berkeley Maxent flatworm. I think you could pretty much read anybody that's ever smallmouth fish and they bite it. I was just looking. I mean, smallmouth, it's like, from what I've seen and know about them, they're so particular about where they're going to be. So if you can say from 20 to 40 foot, I don't think that's way too big of an area. So I was looking for deeper stuff, just where strictly the bigger ones would live. Because um, where I was fishing up shallower, the first day kind of up shallower was, was – 25 to 33 foot so i was just trying to expand on something and, and knew that there was big ones in that area because you could see in the past that people called them there in the bass pro tour and stuff and they were in that area so i was just simply trying to figure out how to get a better bite and so i went out there closer to the channel and the first spot that i fished was 44 foot of water wow. typically I, I always try to whatever start deeper and work my way shallower just trying to find out what depth range those bigger ones are in um, so I started close to the river channel that I could get, and it was 44 foot of water. The first spot I pulled up to, I caught a five and a quarter and a four and three quarter, I believe. <laughs> um, so when I was like, oh, I need to spend some more time way out here and this deep. Um, and it just, I didn't get near as many bites out there, but the ones I got were, were the right ones. Do you think those fish may also have had a little bit less pressure on them being deeper? Yeah, I didn't have but one other guy out there with me, um, and I didn't see him the first day. Day two, I saw him for the later part of the day, and I saw him call a couple of times, and he had 20 pounds or 20-something. Um, so they were there. Uh, but, but it didn't get good for me each day. I would catch a limit each morning. 
I think 18 was my first limit the first day. Second day was 16. Third day was 16. And the fourth day, my first limit weighed 14. But I would also have two two fish that mattered, uh, two over four or something out of that first limit. But then it seemed like after lunch, every time I set the hook, it was a three to three and a half or better. Gotcha. Um, so I think that just that sun getting up, them smallmouth, they're so visual feeders. I mean, when they see something, they're going to come check it out and probably eat it. So, yeah, it might have been cloudy some days, but that sun still got higher, and it just always helped later in the day. Sure. Makes, sometimes makes you wish like you could always had more time. Like if we could have had an hour or two more hours or something, and they could have always just gotten better. Um, sure. So. Okay. How, that's uh, part, of the, part of the chance you make when you make that long run. You got too many variables. You can't, can't cut it that close. Right, right. How many fish a day were you catching? And the first day I caught a lot, um, probably 30-something, 40. Uh, the last three days, probably wasn't but a dozen or 15 or so. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Makes sense. What makes that, that Berkeley flatworm so good? Why do the smallmouth like it so much? Just because it smells like something you ain't never seen, I believe. <laughs> um, I guess it tastes like it to them because it don't look like nothing special. Um, and for them smallmouth, I don't think it has to. I mean, every, before that stuff came out, um, I mean, I'm not sponsored by them, obviously, or whatever, but it's just like what smallmouth like. I mean, everybody sure. knows that. Right. So before that, that stuff came out, you would be taking, I'd be taking my shad-shaped worms or my little jackal crosstail shads and you'd always be spraying them in some gulp or putting them in a tub of gulp or something mm-hmm. um and letting them soak like a week before your tournament um and it always seemed to make a difference because you go up there and go fishing and you just throw a straight piece of plastic or whatever you, you notice like you don't get the bites of any sort the goby bites the perch bites you get them but you don't get the number when you have that some sort of a scent on there whether it's the procure berkeley or what any of it um you notice when you're sitting there dragging your your bait you're getting goby bites and perch bites the whole time right and in that i mean that can't do nothing but help you i mean you got a bunch of goby sitting there looking at your worm five pounder comes up and looks at him it's he's gonna come check it out even more yeah a pretty easy deal there isn't it it's uh <laughs> yeah about what's gonna happen like a buffet for him he got a piece of plastic that tastes good <laughs> and a five goby yeah, he's in uh, he's in good shape. Talk about electronics. Did they play a, a big factor in this win for you? Man, they did. Um, I got a Hummingbirds and a Garmin Panoptics. Um, and the Garmin, only time I would use it. Actually, I didn't even turn it on a couple of days just because in that current, you can't see them. Um, right. They stay so close to the bottom, you can't pick them up at all. The only thing that it would benefit you from is – is when you hooked one, you scan it over and find it and just see how many more are with it. Um, and then you would know to come back and fish that spot later because it looked like there was six, eight, or ten fish with that one you just caught, but you pulled them off, so probably got to come back in 30 minutes and they'll be right back down there. Sure. Well, the biggest thing to me was that the Hummingbird 360. Man, that thing is – I don't know what I would do without it. Like, you're sitting there drifting a spot – and and the key for me was drifting. Like I couldn't cast to them. I had to just have my bait naturally coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was sitting there drifting, you could always see like what you're coming to, what your bait's getting ready to come to. So if you missed a single rock or if you missed a rock vein or something, you could just wind it in and flip it two o'clock, and you know you're going to come over it. Right. 
Right. Um, so without that, I, I wouldn't have had any idea what was actually around me. Okay. All right. Very cool. Now, are you using Helix or uh, Solux units? Uh, Helix. Okay. All right. I tried the Soluxes. The first year I had Hummingbirds, I had Soluxes, and they were they were great. Um, they were a lot more complicated units for somebody like myself that's not an electronics guru. <laughs> the Helixes just seemed so simple. Um, not many buttons, not much stuff you could mess up. Sure. Um, that sounds like something I need right there. So, yeah. David, what about you? So, I guess sorry to take you a bit off topic here, but looking at your 2021 season, going into it, was there a certain event that you looked forward to? Because I know, wait, I'm assuming the James River is home as your home waters. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, I live right here at the James. Um, yeah, was there a certain stop at this year that you were looking forward to, or? Are you talking about the, this current year? Yep, yeah. yep, the season. Yeah, yeah, the Potomac would be the definite answer. And I had a good, a decent finish there, but it was definitely not what I was hoping. I've got a lot of history there. Won a couple BFLs and done good in a lot of local stuff there. And it just wasn't the thirty-second place tournament. Yeah, you can't be mad about it. Um, but I definitely had higher hopes for that. But sometimes I think that's where you would you get that home field disadvantage. Um, you look at the guys that did really good. They only had one or two areas. Um, did they sat in and caught fish all day? And I had 13 or 14 areas that I knew had fish, and a few of them that I thought or could have swore had went to potentially winning fish. And if I could have just hunkered down and had my head in the game better and just stayed in one or two areas all day, I think it could have been a better tournament. But I also had I, – I felt like I fished entirely too scared there. Um, I had, I had the points on my mind. It, it had, it wasn't a good year up to that point. So I was still in reach of the points, uh, 75th, I think at the time or something. Um, so I just wanted to, I knew I had to have 13, 14 pounds a day to make that championship. So that was my main goal to catch that before I went and tried to actually catch some big ones. And I just, I never had enough time or whatever to get it going to do that. Mm. Okay. Well, speaking of the championship, I mean, you jumped from 44th to 27th in points with this win, qualified for the for the title, and um, dude, it's it's you and 49 other guys battling it out. How do you feel about that? I'm just looking forward to it. Like it's it's awesome. It's your first year to be able to make that title is is really cool. Um, you got some guys that fish and some guys don't don't get to make it i mean it's everybody's dream to make it and be able to do it your first year is just an experience that i'm gonna go to and just enjoy whatever happens happens i'm not gonna show up with any pressure um i didn't go out there before it went off limits mainly because i didn't know what would happen i didn't know if i'd actually make it and it's a long way from home sure um it looks like it sets up and fishes like i would like um but then again it's very unfamiliar water so whatever happens, happens. If I catch them, I catch them. If not, I'm just going to enjoy it and have fun. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. David? So besides the title, um, and, you know, you got you fin- pretty much finished uh, the majority of your season already, but what's the biggest lesson you learned this year that you're hoping will help improve your game going on to next season? <clears throat> Fish your strengths. Um, we went to four new bodies of water this year that I'd never laid eyes on before I showed up. And, and everywhere you go, there's something that you can do to compete that you enjoy to do. Um, and that was 
I learned that kind of the hard way a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say the two places that I, I had to do something that I wasn't comfortable with was Smith and Ufala. Um, but I had forced myself to try to figure something out in practice that I like to do. And Ufala, I had, I had figured that out, but we had a two foot drop and one foot and a half drop in water and, and I couldn't do that. So then I was forced to go step out of my comfort zone and fish brush off the bank and stuff like that. Um, so I think that I need to improve on my ways to figure out of, of how to fish like I like and show up and just get my mind and you have to commit to something. You can't, you can't be good at everything. You, you have your strong suits and your weak suits and you won't always try to fish your strong suits. That's when you're going to succeed. That's, I think that's the biggest lesson I learned from it this year. I like it. I like it. Well, Cody, congratulations on the win. Uh, congratulations on qualifying for the title. I know you're excited about that. And um, you're outside of Richmond, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I grew up in Danville, about two hours south of you. So a couple of Virginia boys here. And, uh, yeah, yeah, if you're going far from Smith Mountain. No, oh, that's my – that's one of my favorites there and uh, the Clarksville side of, uh, of Bugs Island. Uh, those two there are yeah. couple of my favorites for sure. So, But uh, we'll do great to talk to you. Congratulations on your win. Good luck at the title. And uh, I have a feeling we're going to be talking to you again here pretty soon. So, I hope so. That means we did something good. That's it. That's exactly <laughs> right. But thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you all so much. Yes, sir. See you. Okay. Well, guys, there he is. Cody Pike, your St. Lawrence Pro Circuit champ. Mr. Grover, thanks for joining us. Glad you got in here just in time. Um, pretty cool kid. Excited for him. $135,000, as the guys would say, Kenneth. So. He seemed pretty calm to just pocket $135,000. I think I'd still be a little jacked up. Well, he had a pretty girl on stage with him. I'm pretty sure she took the check. So I think he was just happy to get home. I think at this point. So um, I think, you know, he did day five with Kyle Wood on Monday. So I know he's, you know, I talked to him uh, yesterday on Monday and then I talked to him on his way home today and he was just about to the house and he was, he was wore out. So uh, old boy's been fishing hard since last Monday. So he's uh, yeah. a little bit wore out, but that's, uh, that's part of it. So take a quick little break. We come back. We'll jump into some you pickums. We'll jump into some news and notes and then, um, We'll go from there, right here, Angler's Channel, Inside the I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort, ISOCHILL, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. 
whether day or night. I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up section of the show. Make sure you check your, our friends out at Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. Sportsman's.com is your website. Uh, check them out there. All right, David, what we got? It's the final week of July. It's tight. A lot of stuff happening right now in the U Pickums and in the AC group. So it's tight. That's all I'm going to say. Any surprises? Any good surprises, I guess, no. that you want to tease us with? No. No, not yet, but <laughs> not yet. But uh, go ahead. Some All I will right. say this: somebody makes a run, but I don't know that it's enough. So, all right, have at it, buddy. Okay. All right. So first up is the Major League Fishing Tech Warehouse Pro Circuit Tour. Never heard of it. They, f- <laughs> they fished their final regular season full field event on St. Lawrence River, and. Again, Cody Pike, our guest of the day, um, won that event with a, I guess, coming from third place with a winning weight of 82 pounds and 12 ounces. And I don't know, Phoenix Boats must be making a lot of money to pocket that extra or to pay that extra $35,000. But yep, Cody Pike, 82 pounds and 12 ounces. Well, they're building on that's for sure. Cody Pike, 82-12. Wesley Sams, our buddy KG. Wesley Sams comes out of nowhere with the 82-11. God, he was so close. 82-11 for the win there. And Social Ninja David, 81-14 for the win on the ACU pickup. So, Wesley Sams grabs a point. Just so we go by, let's just go by. Brandon Black is currently leading on the U pickups with three points. Teddy Helton's in, got two. Teddy sent me a uh, an email this week going hey i hadn't heard the results just curious i'm like we still got a week bro get your points in get your picks in let's go right we still got a week that was it was last week we still got a week get your, get your picks in so um teddy's anxious I was all he has to do is listen to the show and that, you get the results that's what i told him that's exactly what i said listen to the damn show you hear all about it but nope all right so all right they're about to open on oneida Yep. Staying in New York, the Bassmaster Open was on Oneida Lake, and winning that event with a bunch of hammers, I guess, fishing the final day. But uh, Bill Perkins, I think he won it. I think he led it wire to wire. He did. Three took the win there. Fifty-two. Who, who all was in the top ten? I know Polinick was up there. Who else was in the top ten? Sam George was third. Okay. Uh, some guy that goes really crazy from New Jersey that screams a lot. Not uh, that asshole. Mike, Mike Anelli. Yeah. Mike Anelli. Mike Anelli. Oh, Mike. Never Anelli. give up. Never. Never. <laughs> where's that? Where's that sound by that when you need it? Right. I mean, where's where's that? I mean, it's wow. I'm, I am behind. Where's my button? God Almighty! There it is. Never give up. Yeah. Never give up. Jesus, Mike Anelli. Yeah. Oh, Mike Anelli. All right. So he was in there. Who else is in that in that top uh, ten? Some guy that 
decided to come back and fish the Elite Series and won a few events. Uh, some guy named Polinick. Old BP. Yeah, good old Polinick. Well, good. Well, moving on down the line, 52-2-3 for Bill Perkins, 51-14 for Mr. John Patria. That's how he goes by in the you pick Mr. John Patria. And uh, unfortunately, Michelle... Never give up! Eichstead grabs the points with 50 pounds, 10 ounces in the ACU pick'em. So Michelle gets a point. So for any of you scoring at home, that's seven for me, four for KG. David moves to five. Michelle moves to four. So, all right, moving on. (laughs) All right, so we head out west to the Columbia River where the Wild West Bass Trail is out there. I think it was their open event or their Pro-Am open event. And Ron... Mace's Ronald Mace caught 58.33 pounds over three days to take the W there. 58.33 for Ron Mace. Dana Watkins grabs the win in the U Pigums with 56.78. We were all either way too high or like David, and we were way low with 41.45 who grabbed the win there in our little group. So David makes another move uh, north in the standings there. So, all right. I know you said the cash and rods on Champlain we do not have. I have reached out to Mr. Paul Benson for results, and I am told I will get them at some point in time in my life, kind of like some other things that are going on. But uh, so, yes, we'll wait and see what happens with that one. So Ohio Bass on Erie, I had to reach out to those guys, and – it was quote unofficial, but it looked official in his in his uh, in his Facebook message to me. But from the Ohio Bass on Erie, Josh Barr, Nick Kelly, thirty six fifty five for the uh, for the win there on that one. In the U Pickums, this gets interesting. Okay, this is how interesting life is getting right now. Okay, <laughs> across the board, Henry Engler won a point on like week two of the month, right? So he had one, okay? Teddy Helton's got two. Brandon Black's got three. Henry Engler nailed it. I mean, spot on nailed it. Stand down. 36.55 for a two-point come-from-behind buzzer beater. Not a beater, but a buzzer tire, right? My son hit one of them two-point jump shots the other day to send our first tournament game into overtime. 36.55. Henry ties Brandon Black with just the cash in tournament left to go. Just one. Just one. And to add to that excitement. Thing is sexy. Sexy. David John gets a point with 33.14, giving him a grand total of seven points, tying me. So, David, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> And we already know. Be ever in your favor. We already know, because okay. How so do we know? How do we know? So if cashing the cashing event doesn't pan out for either one of us, all right. So let's just say whether it's KG or Michelle, or all I can, of us. I can over, tell right? you this much: it's it not KG. Me. It's not KG. Okay. But see, we have what's called a tiebreaker. We have a pretty good tiebreaker, right? We do. We do. And I know that I cannot beat that tiebreaker because CB wakes up way before I do, and he sends out that email. So he's like probably the first guy that gets his, his entries in first. So if there is a tie, 
I end up losing. I know it already. What time? When did you send? When did you send yours in this week? Do you remember this week? Yeah. Oh, for this past, oh, uh, I mean, this past on eight something, eight or nine o'clock, probably Central Standard Time. So, but I was two a bit late. Too late. Yep. No, because here's what happens. I set those emails up. I didn't this week because I was obviously I overslept from driving too late. But I set those emails up usually the week prior, right? So I have them scheduled to go. And all I have to do is turn on the you pick them form on the website on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evenings, whenever I think about it, I'll do it. And so I'm trying to remember where I was or what I was doing <laughs> that I that I that where it went out last Monday. Cause I don't know that I got it in before you. I can come back I can go back on that machine and look, but I can't tell you right off the bat right now. I haven't looked at that. But I had to go back and look in my emails and see when it came through. But Currently, Brandon Black, Henry Engler tied for first, three points apiece. David and I tied for first at seven points apiece. Paul Benson, you are the deciding factor in this deal. So you need to hurry up and get me your uh, results. If you fish the Champlain event, Cash and Rods Tour Champlain event, and you have the results, cbrownanglerschannel.com or 256-535-3217, the uh, – Insider Podcast Hotline brought to you by Exxon. Yes, Kenneth. You've mentioned two guys that are tied for first. Someone could easily come from behind and still win this thing. They could. They very well could. So it's it's anybody's game now. But between David and I, it's we're we're right there. That's a, you know un, unless unless Michelle nails it on the head, you know it's it's, it's between me and David on the for the for the you pick him champ trophy over here that's you know what David I'd love to see this thing go north but I really don't want it to go that far north Kenneth you know I feel like Huntsville is about as close as it needs to get agreed yes uh yeah it wasn't too good that it went to North Carolina no no that was bad for it it, it can't it's got it's got a little scratch on it a little tarnish I think that's lips. I don't know what that is on there. I'm not even going to ask. So we're going to move on. So, all right, coming up this week, uh, starting out August, Bass Pro Tour on Champlain. Group A, just need Group A's two-day wait. The two-day, first two days, their weight on Champlain, uh, pounds and ounces. Future Pro Tour on the Cal Delta, that's a single day. Joe Bass Trail, Team Trail on Stockton, that's a single day. The NBAA Minnesota on Coronas, not Corona, Corona Light, Coronas, and then the Bass Kayak, Bass Nation Kayak on Upper Chesapeake. That is an inches tournament, so make sure you're getting those in like they need to be. That would be uh, that would be phenomenal there. So big weekend coming up here in uh, to start off August. So you guys make sure you get those results or those picks in to me by midnight Wednesday night, August the fourth. So make sure you get those in. We'll be good to go. Take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll do some news and notes brought to you by Johnson Outdoors, Megas of Humbird, Minkota, Raptor, and Talon. Um, and we will uh, get you guys back on the way. Hey, 
right, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visit lakehartwell.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Welcome back, folks. It's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for some insider news and notes brought to you by Humber Electronics, Minn Kota Trolling Motors, Talon Shallow Water Anchors, and Raptor Shallow Water Anchors. More technology, more control, more fish. Hashtag One Boat Network. Find out more online at Humber.com, MinnKotaMotors.com, and also find out more about Mega Live, which we'll have some videos come out on that here pretty soon. Um, excited to get to play with that. I'm, not, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to say anything and uh, go from there. All right, got a few little things to talk about here real quick. Um, the 2022-2022, David, schedules <laughs> came out. Elites put theirs out first, and then a couple of days later, Pro Circuit launched theirs and launched theirs and the Toyota Series, right? And so I think David made the comment on last week's show, you know, we want BPT. We want BPT. Dick Duckett has been wearing out social media this weekend with all that stuff, which I have talked to Dick Duckett about being part of the show. And uh, he tells me he has his voice changer in. He has been too lazy to play with it. But as soon as he gets his voice changer ready, then he'll let us know when he'll, he'll come on and be a part of the show. Now, <clears throat> 2022 Elites, St. John's, Harris Chain, got the Classic on Hartwell, you got Santee, Chickamauga, Fork, St. Lawrence, Owyhee, and the Mississippi River. Now, the one thing I do like about this is they're going from February through 
August, late August, is where they'll finish up. So gives me another month of fishing compared to this year. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, right, Kenneth? But um, the one thing I, did, I, I found interesting, the pro circuit starts in January, and they go Rayburn, Harris Chain, Pickwick out of Counts, Tennessee, Gunnersville, James River, Champlain. Then the title is going to be at the St. Lawrence River. Now, how many of those do you think overlap, Kenneth? I have no idea. Would you be surprised if I told you one overlapped? Nothing would surprise me at this point. Would you be surprised if I told you none overlapped? That that might be a little bit surprising. Rayburn, the, if you look at the two, what used to be the two tournament trails, we start out in January with Pro Circuit on Rayburn. Then we go the Elites in February to St. John's and Harris Chain. Then we go to, to Hartwell in March for the, for the Classic. In between the Classic and Santee, you've got the Pro Circuit on Harris Chain from March 13th through the 16th. And then the Elites start on Santee Cooper on the 17th. So there's been some dates that have been kind of changed around in there to make all this work. But it looks like they're actually going to halfway play. If I read that right, they're going to halfway play um, together or play around each other a little bit. Then you go to the elites on Chickamauga. And then in between April 7th and May 19th, which is the fork on elite, the elite on fork, you've got Pickwick out of Counts, Tennessee for the pro circuit. And you've got Gunnersville. Uh, for the uh, for the pro circuit, then you go to Fork for the elites, and then in between Fork and St. Lawrence, you've got the James River for the pro circuit. Then in July, right before I cast, the elites are on. Let's see, the elites are on St. Lawrence again. Pro circuit goes to Champlain in late July, and then you've got Oahe for the elites. Then in between that is the title for the St. Lawrence River. And then you finish up with the elites on the Mississippi River. So this might actually work. Oh, wait. There's the Bass Pro Tour. Currently, though, there's only one angler that it would probably affect. You're right. You're right. It is one angler that, that 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 it will affect. You're exactly right. But I'm just saying at least they're halfway in between each other to work together. Uh, uh, now, hold on, Chris. You <laughs> you can't sit there and say that this was done in an effort to work together. Oh, it no. It just happened to work out this way. It did just happen to work out this way. And it'll never happen again because I said it out loud to be true on this damn podcast. It'll never, ever happen again. Because like we talked about last week, the BP2, BPT schedule was not out. And I don't want to hear this shit from those guys about, well, we're trying to schedule 947,000 tournaments in 52 weeks. I don't care. Put well, out you your know, damn it, schedule. It, it could be a matter of priority. Maybe they have been working on the ones that are most important, and they'll eventually get to the one that's probably least important. That's true. That's true. So, anyway, David, your thoughts? Um, it was pretty good. I, I liked the, not, not to be biased, but in terms of the event or venues, 
Uh, I do like the Elite Series schedule. Looks pretty, except for the usual Florida stops. I, I think the, a lot of the events that make up the that particular kennel, besides the TBA in early June, um, pretty interesting. I know people might be a bit tired of the St. Lawrence River smallmouth stuff, but I think, um, and maybe Oahu because it's going to be the second time there, but I think uh, a lot of good fish catching on that side. And then, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm surprised that, you know, it can go at, cause in the, on the pro circuit side, they stop in Alabama twice, but there's no Alabama stops on the elite side. No, they're only in Alabama once. Pickwick is actually out of Tennessee. So, oh yeah. Alabama, Alabama once. And no, you're right. There's no Alabama on the elites this year, but they've been here the past two or three years and they had three stops this year. That's all I was going to say for, for Alabama. So they've given Bama much love. St. John's. Yeah. I'm kind of over it. Harris chain. Uh, it is what it is. Hartwell in March. That's going to be good. Santee. I like in March. Chickamauga in April. I like fork in May. You know, it may be, it, I, I might like to have seen a Rayburn in there somewhere. Um, just, just me, right? Maybe you switch between Fork and Rayburn every year. Uh, St. Lawrence, I'm still good with. The Wahi, I'm good with. And Lacrosse, I mean, they go, they've been to Lacrosse. They went to Lacrosse for a number of years in a row, and then they, they stopped for a little bit. Now they're back. So, I mean, but you're looking at the cities and the towns that really support the elites. So it's hard not to go back, right? They're making room for them and they're paying them to be there. So if anyone wants to complain about where these tournaments go and they live close to a city or close to a lake that that can accommodate this, they need to complain to their own area. I mean, they need to get with these the city officials or the lake officials, whoever controls their area. Get with those guys. Change their minds. Let them let them do what they have to do to bring in these big tournaments. Yep, a great that's exam- what it's going to take. A great example here, Kenneth Scottsboro, right? I mean, they used to always go to Gunnersville, which I'm fine with. They used to always go to the city of Gunnersville, which is great. Scottsboro set up a couple of years ago, and uh, well, last year really, and picked up one of the pandemic events when they got they got rescheduled, picked it up, and uh, and initially they were back, and so they picked up another one, and they really did a great job with it. They stepped out of their comfort zone. They they always bring in several events, but they've never wanted to step up and bring an elite series event. It's good to see that come in. And there's been some other towns do that too, Neely Henry and a few others. So, Yeah. Well, the first thing Scottsboro did is they expanded Goose Pond. They did. They made it They made it where they could bring in that size of tournament on a consistent basis. Right, right. You know, we were at, uh, we were at my son's last travel ball tournament this past weekend uh, over in Cartersville, Georgia, at a place called Lake Point Sports Complex. This is a massive, massive facility. They've got like a little wake park over there. They've got beach volleyball. They've got regular volleyball. Um, he had in the facility there where he played basketball, there was 12 basketball courts. There were 24 volleyball courts. Um, and there were six or nine um, baseball fields right beside it. And the baseball fields were full. I mean full. We had – Gosh, probably 180 teams playing in the in, in basketball in four different age brackets, right? He had 48 in his group, which shameless plug that he won the championship, which was great. But um, they, uh, we were watching, we were waiting between games, and we were watching one of the little infomercials they had in there on the uh, on the complex. A hundred million dollars a year in economic development comes out of that facility. They have over a million days 
a year that you know people are there utilizing that facility. So a hundred million in economic, in economic development for that area is pretty impressive. So that shows what that does for that. And then you can see what we know what ABT does, but you can see what that economic development does for a city when it comes there. People need to get those, you know, get get those studies from other towns and show their CVB guys that look, this is what we could do with our lake if you guys open up to it. So there's some uh, there's some pretty good stuff there as well. So all right, so enough on the schedule talk. If you've got your I'd love to know your opinions, two five six five three five three two one seven X Zone Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. They did put out the um, the Toyota series schedule as well. Have you decided what you're going to fish next year, KG? Uh, not fully committed yet, but leaning strongly. So we know, you know, you've got, um, I believe it's the, well, I can't read my own writing there anymore, but, or it didn't print out very good, but a lot of good lakes on that. You can go to our website, EnglishChannel.com, see that press release and uh, get that information as well. All right, so let's break down the title field real quick. We talked about this last week and as far as points go uh, to get into the title. Um, it's originally, I misspoke last week, it's only 48 guys that come in out of points uh, because last year's AOI, Ron Nelson gets in, and then Rusty Seleski, who won the title last year, he gets in as well. So 48 come out, but – they double qualified this year, so it went down to 50 on the list. So that made it really easy for my non-mathematical brain to uh, to figure that out. Michael Neal wins AOI. Clavian Jones wins Rookie of the Year. Five of the top 10 were BPT guys. 10 of the top 20, 25, were uh, BPT guys. 13 of the 50 are BPT guys. Michael Neal wins AO, uh, AOI. Skeet Reese was second. Huntsville native Ryan Salzman, old Salzy, wins. Uh, he jumps up from fourth to take third. Lucas moved up to a spot to fourth. Uh, Cole Floyd dropped to third. Cody Meyer, Clavian Johns, Jeremy Lawler, Law, Lawyer, Mike McClellan, who's done jack on the BPT tour this year, finally uh, done something good over here. Dakota Ebear, Chris Lane, Avena, Ron Nelson, Wesley Strader, Jim Tutt, Bobby Lane, Corey Nance. Dylan Hayes, Zach Burge, Justin Cooper, Jimmy Washburn, Rusty Seleski. Uh, see, Kurt Mitchell, Lawson Hibden, which is – that's good to see Lawson move up. He's really – you know, he's had a good rookie year this year. Jim Moyna, Brad Knight, our buddy BK, qualifying for another tournament. He has not qualified for a title since he um, – since 2016 in Huntsville when they went out – when they were on Wheeler. Last time they qualified for a title – so it's good to see him back up there. You know, he won the 2015 championship, um, the FLW Cup. So Cody Pike, Casey Ashley, Spencer Sheffield, Matthew Steffen. Matthew jumped from 51st place up to 30th in this in this last tournament to get up there. Alex David, Ryan Davidson, Ty Aw. We know Ty. Talked to him. Good dude. Uh, he jumped up there. Uh, actually, he fell a few spots from 28th to 33rd, but still made it. Terry Bolton, Josh Weaver, Mitch Crane, Cody Huff, Evan Barnes, Jamie Horton jumped from 58th to 39th to make the cup or the title, excuse me. Jimmy Reese jumped from 54th to 40th. Troy Morrow from 66th up to 41st. Kyle Hall from 62nd to 42nd. Jesse Wiggins, Shin Fukai, David Walker. David fell from 21st to 45th, but still snuck in there. Larry Nixon, Miles Berghoff. 
Jerry McMillan, who was 59th before this event. Jacopo Galelli, who, I mean, he just, he needed to be there, right? He really needed that boost. He won one, really needed this boost. Jumped from 64th all the way up with a 45th place finish. And then John Canada finished fifth in this tournament. Jumped from 81st, Kenneth, to 50th to round out the title on um, on the Mississippi River out of lacrosse coming up. Some losers in this deal. I hate to say it that way, but they are. Matt Becker was 38th, finished 55th. Uh, Brian Latimer came back to the FLW side this year, 41st. Was 41st, ended up 61st. Uh, Kevin Martin was 42nd, finished 62nd. Matt Reed was 50th, finished 72nd. Josh Bragg fell to 73rd. And then Dickie Newberry fell to 76th. So um, kind of a rough tournament for a few folks, but um, that's your title field. Should be a good event. Um, I, you know, Neil and, and Reese, one and two up there in the deal. And it, it kind of shows – Maybe some of these guys need to stay with the uh, with the pro circuit over there. I, I think I think a lot of them will. We'll continue to do both. Right, right. David, what did we? I know we asked Joe this a while back, and I meant to go back and look. What was how many qualify out of the pro circuit into the BPT? Do you remember? Is it ten? I thought it was ten. It's I ten. Want to say ten. It's ten, but they don't take. So it's 10. So Salzman, Floyd, Clavian Johns, Jeremy Lawyer, and Dakota Eber will qualify if it's if it's top 10 because McClellan, Meyer, Lucas, Reese, and Neal are already there, but they're not going to move down that list. They'll move down the BPT list. Isn't that what we were told? Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's a I mean I mean that's a huge shot. Huge shot. For Dakota, Jeremy, Clavian as a rookie, and he qualifies for it. Cole Floyd and then Salzman. I mean, Salzman was already there. Floyd was there. Um, Clavian came from 11th to get there, and Dakota came from 24th in points to 10th to qualify for that deal. And Salzy made a post on uh, Facebook that he qualified for it and then excited that he could fish both, right? So he gets to fish both. Um, so that tells me, obviously they're not, obviously they're not going to put them on top of each other. They never would. But now I get, now I'm, now I'm worried about how they're on top of the elite series events. So, you know, you know, and some of those BPT guys are glad that several of their fellow anglers. Oh, hell yeah. They are. Because Shit. it just, it just saved some guys. It saved, from, yeah. From I had to go back cut. and look and see who it saved, but it did save some guys. You're right. So I, that may open the eyes to a few more of them. There may be a few more of them do that, you know, this coming year. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they should. I mean, that's, that's a, uh, that's a big deal to make sure you, you stay in there. Not that, not that Neil or Reese or Lucas or Meyer were ever in danger, but McClellan, I mean, he may have been, but, um, not anymore. He's, um, He's he's there, so that's uh, that's good. I was gonna look to see if anybody else posted about it or was talking about it, but um, yeah, if I if my memory serves me right, uh, it'll be top ten in pro circuit points will go, and um, let's see, so yeah, top ten pro circuit points will go, but it will not they will not move down the list because of double qualifiers for the BBT. So 
They'll just take five, it looks like, from this year. So Bass Pro Tour, they've still got two events left. Ott Defoe leads that field by 10. You got Defoe, Ayler, Wheeler, Lane, Bobby Lane, Justin Lucas, Gerald Spore, Alton Jones, Michael Neal, Stephen Browning, Jeff Sprague in your top 10, and then your bottom 10 to get into the Red Crest, Bradley Roy, Cody Myers, Zach Burge, Mark Rose, Jordan Lee, Dean Rojas, Wesley Strader, David Walker, Avena Elam and Wiggins, Jesse Wiggins, to get into there. So, not going to dive into that too uh, too much just yet. I wanted to print one out just so we knew, so we can compare. Because you know I've got all into numbers and stats now, apparently with everything. So, I just wanted to see where we where we stood with those guys. So, uh, well, so well, we knew. You, you get started and then David fixes it. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Gosh, I'm mighty. Who let this? Who let this jackass into this show? So. And while we're on the, you still send me the link. I do, I do still send the link. So, and while we're at it, we'll look at, uh, we'll look at a few uh, opens points real quick. While we're in the middle of all this, Um, we are two tournaments in onto the. Well, hang on, let me find that. Where to go? All right, so we're one tournament in on the north. No, two tournaments in on the north. I didn't print, um, I didn't print that latest one out. So I have to do that. So we're, let's see, did I do that? No, I didn't do it. Where did I? No, I didn't. I got to go. I need to. I need to go back and fix that. But we're a couple tournaments in on uh, on those. Let me pull that up real quick because I totally just screwed that section that segment completely. So I, I I can hear David clicking right now. He's like, I get it. I'll get it. CB. I'll get there before you do. Watch. I get it. Get it. That's not the tiebreaker, David. This is not the tiebreaker to see. You know if you uh you know if if you win anything this this week. It's not tiebreaker. All right. Northern Opens two tournaments in. We got one left to go. Um, Polinick still leads 392 over Iconelli. Hugh, Hugh, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to attempt it. Alex Redwine and Jacob Poroznik. Three from each go, right? Three from each division qualify? Yeah, so it's make 12 it, total it 12. from the open, three yeah. from each division, and then one from the overall. So we know Polinick is out, he's done. He, he checked out on Facebook and he said, we're going to Idaho home, and he loaded up the wagons, and he and Tiff, his wife, as he so bluntly put it in his last video, his wife, they're headed back to Idaho. So Polinick's out for the last one, so that moves Iconelli up. Hugh Cosculella, yeah, sorry, Hugh, Alex Redwine, Jacob Prosnick, and then Jonathan Kelly. So, But you got a few guys down here. I know Paquette's still looking for a, a, a spot, trying to trying to requalify, or if he's not, I don't, I don't know where he's at, but he, he needs a good a good event. Masayuka Masushita, you like that, David? I've been working on that. <laughs> uh, you got a few guys, Dice K, Aoki, see, I remembered it. They're working on it. Um <laughs> I assume Ryan Poroznik is related to Jacob, but uh, and then Greg DePalma. You got a few guys there that are looking to make a move. That's in the Northern Southerns. You've only got how many they've got in the Southerns done so far? Just they got two in the two. Southerns: da- Jacob Fouts, David Williams, Blake Smith, Keith Poche, Scott Asmore, John Hunter. That's your top five: Hunter, Poroznik, Swisher, Josh Douglas, Herbert, Sam George can make a run. Um, Masayuka still there. Patrick Walters in 19. So you got a few guys that are still working there. The Central's only done one. They've still got a few more left, uh, two more left to finish. Nania still leads it. Lonnie Cochran, John Garrett, Rebar, and uh, Webster in your top five. Dice K, though, he's he's close. I, 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 that's all I remember is is, um, is Andrew Dice Clay. Dice K, that's all I can remember on that one. So we look at opens overall. 
Prosnick, Masushita, Tommy Williams, your top three right now. Failure of Boudreaux, Daisuke, Upshaw, looking good in seventh. George looking good in eighth. Um, Panger down there in 13th. Everybody, Matt Panger from BTLs down there in 13th. Joel Willard's in 14th. Um, so there's the guys still have a shot at making a move here. They really do. I I am more interested in this than I am BPT points. Is that just is that just me? I mean, I'm not I'm not picking them. I'm just saying the opens gets me more excited because that's our guy. That's us, right, Kenneth? That's us, right? Yep. No. Yep. Yep. Speak. <laughs> well, I mean. Outside of the fact you're just a hater. I mean, you're right. I'm not a hater, damn it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, you're, you're not. Kidding. I'm not a hater. I'm just I'm just saying this. I, I like this. I like looking at these guys and going, now, am I excited for Salzy and Ebear and those guys to qualify? Like, look at the rookie claiming I mean, rookie of the year. He's going to go to the BPT next year. That's cool, all right, because we finally get some fresh blood in there that might do something. But looking at the opens, I just I kind of like what this looks like right now. I'm kind of I'm kind of jazzed about it. I really am. So I, I'm I'm looking for a Dice K Masuyuki Masushita Taku Ido one two three final. I want to see that in the top <laughs> ten live, right? Finesse fishing. Finesse. <laughs> yes, finesse finesse fishing one oh one. With those three, I think that would be that'd be killer. No, I'm just I like the way it's it's looking right now. I always do. I like the I like the open schedules. I like the way those look. I mean, you look in the in the centrals, right? I mean, that's our guys, right? Nania, Cochrane, Garrett, uh, Brent Crow, uh, Brandon Lester, Justin Atkins, Caden Sinclair, Carl's in there, Jimmy Mason. I mean, guys that we know, Jordan Wiggins, right? Um, Jesse's in there. I mean, you look at all the guys that we know, Casey Scanlon, Walters, Daryl Gleason, uh, Panger, uh, let's see, Hackney, Jacopo's in there. And I got to find out what the cut line was for the guys to requalify for pro circuit because according to Jacopo's um, social media pages, he's out. He's done, right? He, he, he didn't requalify for pro circuit, which – I don't know how you made the title you won an event. How did you not qualify for qualify back? But, you know, there's guys over here, Nick LeBrun, you know, Ken Iobi, guys that I want to see do well uh, over in the Centrals. And um, there's still a lot more fishing left to go. But, man, it's just – it's just I just like that. I like the way that's playing out. That's just me, Kenneth. So, soon. I don't see – I don't see how you could make a championship and then not – be requalified for well i wasn't going to get into it i wasn't i it wasn't even on my list i'm just saying i saw it on his on his social media he didn't requalify for the pro circuit but um he's he's back in or he's he's in the title so i don't know how that works but uh but yeah i mean looking forward to to the rest of the opens and see how that plays out as well as trying to figure out um you know who's in who's out who's where but I mean, that just proves it's across the board, right? On, on you know who's in, who's out, who's doing what, and, and all the trails because you just don't know, right? It, you, you know when when the last fish hits the scales, we'll know who's going where. Whenever the the lords above of bass tell us, bass and major league fishing tell us who's in, who's out, and who's whose buddy paid yeah, who and who and, did what. So and it's it's almost not worth trying to learn it because it'll just change anyway. Well, I ain't got a boat, so I'm just sitting over here just doing, you know, I'm just, you know, steadily, you know, running stats, all I'm doing. So just trying to, uh, trying to figure that out. Speaking of which, though, 
TH Marine has got some cool, cool poundage for payouts, bundles going on right now. Check them out, thmarine.com. They've got a lot of cool stuff. And as we saw at ICAST, David, some cool marine accessory stuff, right? Getting down to uh, just marine stuff, things you need in your boat, things you need to have in the truck, things you need to have to help you out safety-wise, first aid-wise, uh, breakdown-wise, all that good stuff. Not breakdown dancing, Kenneth, but breakdown, you know, again, just, yeah, why not? And, um, and I've said it a couple of times, you got to go by and check out on Instagram the Qualified Captain. My daughter has gotten into it, and she is sending me – you know, stories from the qualified captain now, some funny ones, right? Because, I mean, it's, it's nothing but boat fails all across the country, and it's classic. Guys that are like, I'm the captain, and, and yeah, no, you're not. Sorry, dude. You have no clue. The best one was a guy backing down a brand-new 2500 HD Denali, backing down the ramp while a guy's up on top of the ramp doing the newscast, a news broadcast. You see that? And you see the truck come down and kind of do one of these numbers, but all of a sudden, the truck keeps going – and it disappears behind him. He finishes the newscast and he turns around and he looks. Truck's gone. You see, you see the, the the boat float and the tailgate come up and then she burps. She's gone. So it was uh, it was pretty crazy. And also, too, a uh, big shout out to the guys. They'll never hear this because they're saltwater, but the, to the team, to the Fishbone team out on the White Marlin Open uh, out of KMA going on right now. Had a distress call from another boat. Um, boat was sinking, going down. And they actually looked up, reeled their lines in, ran over to them as fast as they could, pulled six guys out of the water. Get this, pulled six out of the water and the beer cooler. They got the beer too, David. They couldn't forget the beer as the boat sank. So thanks for those guys taking care of everybody on the water. And guess what, Kenneth? They were all wearing a damn life jacket. Imagine that. Every single one of them wearing a life jacket. So it was uh, that was cool to see. I know it's way off topic, and but you qualify captain. That's some really, cool stuff. I'm gonna have that guy on the show one sometime because that's that's a cool story. We gotta have him on the show to talk about that. So we'll do that. But David, yes, what sir? what did you learn this week? It's a reoccurring lesson, I guess you could say. There's not enough time in a week. There's so much. I don't know. I don't know if it's an early midlife crisis, <laughs> but yeah, just not enough time in a week. There's many things that I'm, I'm still reflecting like, man, I guess I still got to do this. I got to do that. And just not enough time to devote myself to the different things I've run in my mind. Not enough, not, <laughs> not enough time to, to devote himself to the things running through his mind. Kenneth, you get yep. you catch all that. That's uh, that's pretty good. What'd you learn KG? Well, I, I was reminded how much better I feel when I've got a boat sitting in the garage. How much better sorry, do you feel? Sorry, Chris. No, 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 no. You're fine. Dude, look, you're good. You're good. I promise. How much better do you feel with a boat sitting in the garage? Uh, I'll, when, well, when I come home, it makes all the difference in the world. I bet it does. I bet it does. Tell me about your chargers and your and – your, do you got a lot of stuff installed, your batteries and everything? Oh, yes. That was the first thing I did. Okay, good. Good. Everything works. You're good to go? Of course it works. Perfect. And I, and I know exactly what, what I got. <laughs> Just pull up the app on my phone. I got all the information on my batteries. And tell us again what charger you're running. The dual power. The dual pro dual power, right? Yes. And did you know with the code Angler, you too could save 25% off. But you better du- hurry. A dual pro dual or any PCS charger. Dualpro.com, click on shop, use the code Angler. 
and you get 25% off your uh, your purchase from now until August 15th. So make sure you get that done. That'll be a uh, that'll be a big bonus for you. It really will. That'd be that'd be a big help. So make sure you get that done. Well, I'm excited for you. And of course, you rely on lithium batteries. Everything's charged up, ready to roll. Oh yeah. Has she has she been in the water yet? Not by me. Oh, okay. All right. Somebody beat you to it, huh? Probably Saturday morning. Okay. Great. I've still got a few things I'm kind of. It comes to me, you know, partially rigged. Right. I like to do the finishing touches. Sure. Sure. So, I like it. I like um, it. I'm doing things a little bit different this year oh. than I have in the past. So okay. I'm waiting on a couple items to come in. Oh. Okay. So before Saturday, I should be in pretty good shape. Good. Look forward to uh, look forward to hearing about it. Look forward to seeing it. Maybe actually catching a fish of it one of these days. Since David seemed to do well in your last boat, I might try to get and jump in this one to see if we can't do anything <laughs> in this one. Uh, I can't guarantee you'll catch him as well as David. No, I can't. I can't either. It's David, right? It's the social ninja. He's got it all. So, last question, real quick, before we let you guys go uh, and get off of this show. Uh, Alabama Bass Trail registration is currently underway for existing teams. If you're a team fishing ABT this year, you you can be, you can go ahead and sign up. I believe I heard they had about 110 signed up across both, so that, that's that's both of them combined. Don't know how many in which. August 15th, Sunday. It's not this Sunday, but next. You can uh, you can jump on at 6 a.m. Central Time. That's normal time. And you can register your team uh, for if there's any spots left for 2022. Kenneth, we have Kate and I talked about this, and she didn't want to jinx it, so I told her we do it on our show. How fast is this thing gonna fill up this year? Hmm. When we do our show on the 18th, will it be full? Are you talking about both the North and the South together? Yes. Full. Yes, 400 or 450 teams full. A yes or no answer. Well, you know, it, I'm just trying to remember what happened last year. It seemed like one of the divisions filled up in what two hours, two and a half hours, real quick. Seventeen hours it filled up, and then it, it took the other one a little while longer. Yeah, like twelve uh, more hours. Um, I, I'll I'll say sixteen hours. Okay, I just want a yes or no. Will it fill up by the time Kay and I do the ABT podcast on that Monday night, the sixteenth? I don't know how many hours is that. <laughs> well, it's more than 24. It's, it's so, much easier just to tell you 16. Okay, 16. You say 16, I'll say 18. David, what say you? I'll be more optimistic. I'll say 14 total. Okay. Okay. David's thinking, if we can get to a damn tie, I want to win this one, right? So. <laughs> well, you, you, you know what we all three just agreed to, though? That a couple of years ago, you know, there were still people questioning it. Oh, yeah. But we... We both know. I mean, we all three know that that it's gonna. They're gonna fill up. They are. They are. It's it's not just because we we do production for them because we we've seen the results of it. We've seen the way they operate and we've seen the way they do things. And uh, a lot of folks taking notice. I think it's gonna fill up really fast. So well, when when you fish when you fish these tournaments and then you go try to fish a tournament being run by somebody else. <laughs> It really, I mean, it, it, if it hadn't already hit home, it hits home real quick. Then. Sure, absolutely, there is. is a difference. Absolutely, it is. So, I uh, I absolutely agree with that. So, we're excited to see how that goes. Like I said, if you're an existing team, listen to this, and you haven't signed up yet, do it. Don't wait until the 14th. Do it now. I got a question for you. Shoot. 
how far away will the longest Ooh. team come from? Because mm. that, that's been growing. It has. It has. We've got Florida teams coming. We've got Missouri teams coming. And the ABT 100, there's a team from Minnesota that comes down, I want to say. Um, let's see. I, for, the, for the regular series, I'm going to say seven hours. That's my guess. Seven hours. I'm going to say probably I'll the take Missouri. the over on that one. You'll say more than seven. Okay, I'll say seven. You'll say over. David, you say over or under? I say over as well. Over as well. Over seven. Okay. All right. We'll have to let Kay Kay tell us what that's going to be once everything is said and done and everybody is signed up and ready to roll. So, well, folks, as always, if you made it this far, David, give me a number. One? Oh, sorry. You you have have one or number one or you have something? Sure. Okay. Number one is one. I had something else I was going to chime in on. All right. Chime in there. Chime in there. I was gonna say I, I know that what we're when we're in August and uh, some of some of these circuits are starting their fall yes circuits and stuff like that or if not you got 2022 being put together uh, I would definitely appreciate if you uh, save me some time so I can uh, get some of those schedules entered in a lot earlier instead of having them all come in at one time later in the year. Where should they send those schedules, young David? You definitely send it to D Shong. So that's D X I O N G at anglerschannel.com. And I'll make sure I get those up ASAP. D X I O N G at anglerschannel.com. You heard it here first, folks. Send us the schedules. Fall, winter, and 2022. We want them all. So make sure you send them to us. Number one, first texture, right? Is that what you're, that's what you're telling me? Yep. Texture number one, got a cool Under Armour fish prize for you. First texture, 256-535-3217. Exxon Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Make sure you get those in. Well, folks, make sure you uh, subscribe, rate, and review this show and favorite podcast out. We also ask if you like the show, go ahead and share it with Mom and M. Uh, we would certainly appreciate that. With that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, Mr. Cody Pike, for the Angry Channel Circus, I am Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend as always. God bless good fishing. Put that life jacket on. Hook up that kill switch. Zip it up tight. We'll see you next week. Don't take it personal. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.